There we go. That works. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of The Captain's Table. For those of you watching this live, you'll make a Captain's Table on a Wednesday? That's weird. Well, I'm it's the summer for me, so I have the weekdays off. Um, and for those of you who are um, were, were asking about this in the past, this is an episode where we're going to be talking to many Star Citizen creators who were elite creators before moving over to Star Citizen. Um, so let's introduce these individ people individually, and then we'll move on from there. Let's start with Mechanic Man. Who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen, and where can they find you? How are you? I am Mechanic Man. I'm primarily from Elite Dangerous. I'd make all my content for Elite Dangerous over on YouTube at youtube.com slash Mechanic Man. Mechanic Man is a repair technician for all the ships out in space. You know, you go to a station, you land, you make a repair. What happens? Who does that? People like Mechanic Man. So Mechanic Man is just a regular technician who has decided to grab a camera, record his day-to-day -day activities of repairing ships and all the wacky hijinks that ensue. And he has realized that, you know, Star Citizen is another opportunity. It's another side job he can take. So we'll be seeing some repairs that go on in in the Star Citizen universe. I'm very, very new to Star Citizen. I am at that level where it took me 15 minutes to get out of the bed. So That's very wonderful. fresh to it means you <laughs> very fresh to Star Citizen. You have many, many weeks and months of both new things and completely yes. frustrating bugs to, to, to deal with. <laughs> I'm I'm re I am ready for it. I've been with uh Star I've been with Elite Dangerous since about April of 2016. I've Oof. got not as many hours as some of the really hardcore folks, maybe like 1700, 1800 hours. Uh, but it's 100% in VR. So the biggest change for me is going to be going from VR to pancake mode. Yeah. Um, that's going to be the biggest challenge. I tried actually within the last month or so to play Elite Dangerous for the very first time on a screen, and it was really, really jarring. So hmm. changing over is, I think, starting fresh with Star Citizen is going to help a little bit. But switching from VR to flat screen in one game is very jarring. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll be... Interesting to see that because there is there is VR potential for Star Citizen. They've yes, said I'm very excited to hear about that in the future. All right, uh, next an, a more familiar face. He's been on a couple, uh, at least one episode before, right? Enterprise. Um, yes. Who are, Enterprise? Who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen? Where can they find you? Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Enterprise. I stream here on Twitch uh, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. 1900 UTC. Uh, and I primarily play Star Citizen. Uh, Elite Dangerous was the game that used to be my main game, and I've been playing Star Citizen uh, more and more and more since September uh, of last year. So I'm getting close to about a year into the verse, if you will, and uh, really just loving every, every minute of it. Awesome. I play drums, keyboards, and uh, fly spaceships. You also eat some fantastic food on stream. I'll just say. Oh that. yeah, I do. My uh, my <laughs> partner Nidal is an amazing uh, like vegan chef, and uh, as I've been vegan for eleven years, that's another big part of uh, me and this uh, my overall being. This uh, exclamation "What's for dinner?" has been evolving to where now she updates her Twitter feed for what food is about to arrive while I'm streaming, and uh, let me tell you, it's just as big of a deal. To me more it's more of a big deal to me than it is to you because uh i get to eat it because you get to eat it 
Uh, and lastly, no, she is Katie is not just super surprised, and no, her camera isn't isn't frozen. Um, it's just we have we have an image for her for for, for y'all watching this live and watching this watching this on YouTube. Um, but we have Commander uh, Kate from Commander Will and Kate. Um, who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen? And where can they find you? Um, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Commander Katie Graham. Um, I was a long-time Thargoid hunter in Elite Dangerous, formerly staff member at AXI. Um, I'm also, like Mechanic Man, very, very new to Star Citizen, but I've been putting up videos for a few weeks now on my uh, YouTube channel, Commanders Will and Kate, and uh, absolutely loving my my experiences in, in the game so far. Um, started playing just as a result of the kind of lull in quality that came along with Od the odyssey expansion for Elite dangerous and once uh, i as soon as i played stasis and like i basically got it within the first you know 30 minutes totally got what they were what they were doing what we, what it was about and just, i've just been hooked since then awesome um let's start off with discussion so if you can't tell again I have several elite dangerous commanders who have come over to, to, to Star Citizen and started their journey as citizens. Um, and um, with that in mind, remember that many of these folks are newer to the project. Uh, some of these folks have not experienced everything we've experienced and or don't know everything. Uh, they don't slavishly look like, like me, go up there and be like, wow, they've made a change on the roadmap. I need to, to, to speculate for 15 hours on, on a live stream. What's, what does this mean? So this is going to be a much more relaxed, much more casual kind of conversation with with uh, with with folks. These folks who uh, and their journeys from uh, from working on uh, elite, elite, doing elite dangerous content, moving to star citizen content, and you know things that they've noticed. Uh, it's kind of an interesting idea, I think at least. Uh, well, since Katie, Katie, since you were the last person to uh, introduce yourself, what has struck you? What what do you like and what do you dislike about Star Citizen, and in, in your experiences so far? Um, so comparing it, I mean, there's gonna, there's, it's unavoidable to mm. make comparisons to really dangerous. Um, the, the quality level of every aspect of the experience is significantly higher. Um, there are bugs, there are a lot of bugs, but you've got to, you know, you've got to go into this, you've got to go into the current alpha knowing that and just, just be willing to shrug them off. But everything, I, I used to play VR as well, dangerous primarily VR, and I feel more immersed in Star Citizen on a flat screen than I ever did in Elite Dangerous. Um, the sheer, I mean, the beauty of the game and the, the level of interaction that you get. Um, we, we watched the sunrise over New Babbage um, a couple of weeks ago, and it was, it transcended the experience of simply playing a game. You know, it was, it was genuinely beautiful to watch. Um, in terms of things I don't like, um, that's a difficult question to answer because I'm very accepting of it's the fact that it is still an alpha and that there is a lot of work still to do. Um, I'll tell. Okay, I'll tell you one that 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 what uh, one of the frustrations I stuck in is getting certifications for things and then having to reset your character and losing them um, because I've had to do that a few times. But overall, it's been a very very positive experience. Changing over. Yeah, I, I um. I've been playing this game for years and every so often when I leave a planet and I look back and I see the sun cresting the, 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 the side of a planet and the, like the, the, the particles and like the, 
the like like that twilight experience that that golden hour like look comes and I sit there and go, God damn it, CIG. <laughs> Why does this game look so good? It's an alpha. This is no right to look this good. Um, uh, oh, Enterprise. Um, your, yeah. your, t- your take on this. Um, what, what has your experience in Star Citizen been so far in terms of what do you like and what do you dislike? Oh, well, um, I would say I've, I've learned a ton over about the last year playing uh, Star Citizen from especially coming from the elite background. Uh, there's quite a wall for many years in that community. It was like most people were on one side of that fence. They either played that game or played that game. Mm-hmm. And as like, I, I found that presenting Star Citizen to my, at that time, predominantly elite dangerous viewers was also a really big challenge. Uh, that challenge has gotten way easier, mind you. <laughs> uh, but in terms of if I just divorce myself from that thinking and go personally, first thing that killed me in the game or made me go like, wow, this is amazing. Uh, by the way, first thing that killed me was an elevator. That's the first thing that killed me. In the game. It is um, between between asteroids uh, and in uh, elevators. There's a tie for how, yeah. how many times you're going to die. From, that's from. I think that's the most watched clip I have about Star Citizen is me being killed by an elevator. That's, that's besides the point. Uh, the first thing that really got me going with the game was the beauty of the detail and the immersion feeling. Kate nailed it when she said that she felt more immersed just walking around in Star Citizen than she ever did. In Elite, and I think it's that combination of detail that makes the immersion. Like, I'm trying to think of the name of the suit. Uh, what's the name of the suit? It's really, it almost looks like future SWAT, but if you zoom in on the neck, there is a readout that's moving mm-hmm. in like really small, defiance. detailed text. It's the, it's yeah. the uh, um, Clark Defense Industries Defiance armor, and that text is so easily readable and interesting and it's something that you would never ever see unless you freeze frame the game turn the camera around and zoom in and the day that i did that i went whoa like i understand who this game is made for now you know uh, chats can, is, is correcting me it's the dust, dust up. up armor my bad dust up the, the the lore master of star citizen screwed up the name of and and identification it happened it happens dude <laughs> I ramble um, a lot, but hopefully that answered some of the question. Yeah. How about how about uh, negatives? Is there, is there anything that like strikes you just like I ah, just do not like oh, this? Well, uh, I've always approached it from the alpha standpoint. Yeah. You know, like I've always been like it's alpha. That means there are almost unlimited opportunities, but it also means that you're willing to deal with things along the way. Like I know that everything I do in the game literally doesn't matter, and mm-hmm. I tell my viewers that all the time. Like. I have so much that I have a big red button on my desk that's linked to my delete key. So when something bad happens, I'm like, all right, everybody, we're going to press the big red button. And then we just like move over to it, smack the button, kill ourselves, start over. It doesn't matter. Every two months, blow up your game and start over. Like, I know this going into it. It's not ideal. But to build the product they're trying to build, I know they have to do this stuff. So I am okay with it. Okay. Um, the only negative would be when I can't play the game. Like when I try <laughs> my hardest and I'm like, chat, we're going to play the game. We're going to play the game. And then we just can't <laughs> for a myriad of reasons. Maybe the launcher is bugged. I have to wipe it and start over. Or I'm learning 
another one of the workarounds. Like when you learn Star Citizen, you have to learn like two things at once. What are you supposed to do? Well, three things. What are you supposed to do? What's the bug? And what's the workaround for the bug? Like you're yeah. always thinking about that triangle of activity. And I've learned so many from you, the viewers. So chat, thank you for all of you helping me with that little thing. Like the quantum drive won't work. Look up, look back down, try again. Oh, we're good. <laughs> like All of those things are probably the ones that grind me down the most. And those are the ones that get in the way of new players entering mm -hmm. the verse. I would agree that entirely. Like I, I, being someone who's done this for years, I, it, it's second nature to me to do a lot of these things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know like every time I do it, I think, how the heck is a new person supposed to know this? But I also know that a lot of that is bugs. A lot of that is like yeah. unintended content. It's not like in built, baked in content that's supposed to be like that. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, like when your get out of bed button is unbound when you first install yes. the game and you yes. take 20 minutes to get out of bed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I deleted a joystick parameter one time by accident. No, I didn't delete it. I put the saturation slider to zero. And guess what that does? When you reboot the game, that is gone. Zero reads does not show up. So I couldn't use one joystick actually until I reinstalled the entire like uh, binding directory. And that wow. took two hours on stream to figure yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> but I learned never... Put the slider saturation at zero. Don't do it. Taking notes. <laughs> You've learned things. If you're if you're also starting Star Citizen, don't do that. Please don't. You're going to have a bad time. <laughs> uh, Mechanic Man, um, goods and bads of Star Citizen so far, your experiences. The, the, the goods, kind of what Enterprise said, those details that just are there intentionally. Are, are just incredible. Like my, my, my content, the entire thing, it, it tells the story of Mechanic Man and repairing the ships. But the point of it is really to kind of show off details in Elite Dangerous that you can't normally see. So I'll get up in VR and I'll go to the back of the cockpit. You, you'll go, you know, 12 feet back in the back of a ship and there's little tiny details. Like there's a little Rubik's Cube hidden on a shelf that you literally cannot see in the game unless you do this thing that you're not intended to do. And that's tricked the game into getting up and moving you back 12 feet where you can see it. So I'm kind of showing that off and telling a story at the same time. But these details in Star Citizen are there on purpose already, and it's intended to be seen, and there was thought behind it. And I really, really love how easy it could be to do that same kind of content in, in Star Citizen. And that, that's what kind of got me excited. It was actually Enterprise, by the way, who kind of said, you know, just try it out, because I was constantly saying, well, there's no VR in Star Citizen yet. There's really nothing I can do. And he's like, don't use VR. And a little light bulb went off in my head. and like, oh, you know what? I I didn't even consider that. <laughs> I, I kind of just use it to, to have that six degrees of freedom. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't need to sit in VR to make the content because it ends up on a screen on YouTube. So just to have that six degrees of freedom, which I'm finding is kind of available with eye trackers and things like that, it, it, it is doable. And all, all those details are going to be available to, to showcase. And I think it's going to be really interesting. The, a lot of people don't realize is that you only, the only to activate head tracking, all you need is a, a, a webcam because they have right. built, yes. built in head tracking systems with, um, with, it's the same thing that does the VoIP, the VoIP, the, 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 the face over IP, the face over IP. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that it also doubles as a head tracker. So you can actually use it to head track your head movements for, uh, um, in game stuff. Uh, there you, you don't though you also have, you know, Toby, I track IR. Level yourself up. Yep. But, yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that, it's those kinds of details that have been showing me. The things that I don't like so far, like our lack of VR, because when I want to play the game, I would love to be in VR because like 1,700 hours in Illy Dangerous VR. Mm. Um, but I mean, again, not a game breaker. The, the fact that we have ship interiors, things like that. I, I get uh, more content. I try to fake ship interiors in Elite Dangerous. So I, I'm walking through engine rooms and I'm coming up with ways of finding little details on the ship that appear to be an engine room. I can go, you know, three feet underneath the cockpit and there are a few textures that are fleshed out and, oh, that looks like whatever. It looks like a cooling unit. It looks like an engine. And I'm able to just kind of invent ways to make it seem like I'm walking on a ship with the ship interiors. But interiors are, are ready it's going to be so simple in star citizen there's so much content be, to be created based on what's already there instead of trying to invent it yourself um so i i will also say we have at least one cig dev in chat that i know of who's here who Great. um who has also mentioned you're not like they do this a lot so <laughs> just just note this is that they 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 welcome you and they also say um you're coming at it a good time because things are going to get very, very uh, bigger in the next couple of patches. So that's awesome. Those those details, those are pretty cool. Uh, Another detail that, that I think that not a lot of people may realize is that almost every location has unique audio. So um, especially with like the landing zones, even the different types of hangars have different audio. Um, and there's some Easter eggs and some, some jokes that they throw in there about, about various audio. Like when IS, um, the, the event that happened in May, I want to say, um, Invictus Fleet Week happened. They had an announcer who was like, welcome to the Invictus Fleet Week and all these sorts of things. Um, one of the lines that they threw in there that, that throws in there is every, every so often, um, is like, remember to join the UE Navy and protect the Empire. Um... <laughs> It's just kind of like these little, 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 the de- 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 little details like that are thrown in every so often too. So it's it's a nice little thing. Uh, any complaints? Any any things you don't like about Star Citizen other than it's not in VR, in VR right now? I haven't really gotten to the point where I know enough about it yet to really complain about any problems with it yet or anything that really bums me out. Mm-hmm. Um, give me give me another dozen hours or so, and I can probably come up with a little bit more that bump that would upset me about that. But so far, the only thing I've really noticed is primarily being a VR fan. Can't just jump in and sit in my ship and look around. But other than that, so far, there's nothing I haven't noticed just strictly because of the lack of experience. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's let's talk about the second the second thing. Um, you know, we've done a little bit of comparisons between between Elite Dangerous and Star Citizen, but what Let's start with you, Mechanic Man, um, on this one. What do you think is the fundamental difference that, um, you know, coming from Elite Dangerous, that you've experienced that um, that Star Citizen does better or worse in terms of in terms of experience with Elite? It, it's it's kind of two different ways of going about developing the game. Elite Dangerous mm-hmm. is more about get some minimum viable product out now that is playable. And worry about the details and the gameplay later. While Star Citizen is the opposite. Let's get the groundwork before the gameplay, and then flesh out everything else after the, the you know the base of the game is set. So Elite kind of builds from the top down, while Star Citizen is building from the ground up. And they both have their pluses and minuses. But it's really refreshing to be able to see, like you know, we care about the physics of being able to push this card around because it's going to apply to so many different things later on. So it's worth the pain in the beginning to not have the gameplay and be able to 
have it working later than to just get something out right this second. So it, they really kind of go at development in a completely opposite way. And like I said, that, that's really refreshing compared in when you're comparing the two. So you're, um, also, don't there's plenty of gameplay for for carts. Oh yeah, deadly, oh yeah, no, the, not the, there's no gameplay at all. There, there's there's a they're the deadliest weapons in Star Citizen. If you see them <laughs> shattering around, you try to push them, they will kill everyone in that room. Um, you <laughs> hear that? Murder people many times. They they will blow. They will kill everyone and they'll blow up your ship. They are they are weapons of mass destruction. Truth. It's 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 refreshing to be able to see that that they care about those details. Where it's the other game will say you know that would be great to have that technology, but we just can't get it out in time. So let's just figure out a way to do the gameplay we were trying to do with that, with what we have. And it, it gets the gameplay out, but then you end up with not having the kind of depth that you need because you lack the in-game technology and tools. So, so you're, you're saying it's, it's refreshing to, to come into the game where it's like, it's still building the tools rather than absolutely like duct taping the, the tools onto <laughs> exactly. And just, okay. The, setting the expectation that it will not be ready instead of we have to keep everything quiet until it's ready to go and we had no feedback and if it's great it's great if it's not it's not okay um enterprise same question your experiences in terms of like the different approaches and or even just the gameplay of of the two games and and your own the pluses and minuses of either one sure well i mean mechanic man just said the i think the biggest one for for me as well and a lot of other people is the uh the detail of building unique systems and content that is going to affect the game in a much wider way. Right. Like, I freaked out the day, first day I could push one of those carts around, and I zoomed in on the wheel to see how it articulated and turned everywhere. And I was like, you guys, yes. you into a shopping cart? This is just like that, but it's in a video game. <laughs> and i saw that and i was like yeah this is cool but i was like okay this is going to do other stuff and the first time i booted up into the new horizon and i went to the hospital and i found the walker and i put my voice up and i i, I became a, a a granny a granny on the walker like i was like oh my god walker technology we're here only because <laughs> they built those wheels they built the wheels now we have walkers in the game what's mm -hmm. next what that's going to innate we're gonna have incredible though yeah for our commanders all right uh, so <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing i love about the game i also feel really connected so i'm gonna say this i gotta okay i've been playing elite since 2015 mm -hmm. and i've been streaming it uh you know since 20 uh 2019 and it took a long time for me to feel like I was actually part of the uh, Elite Dangerous, like, community with the company. Like, I, I'm, what I mean by this, it took a long time before I ever got an email back. Mm -hmm. for, for, like, all the, all the community events I was doing and all of, all of that. And within just a month of Star Citizen content, I found myself like chatting with devs. I was like, oh, wow, that was, that was faster than I thought it was going to happen. They're like big brother. They're always watching. Yeah. That's awesome. and, and, and I think it's because there's elements of the business that is very different, right? We know that elite works really hard on something in secret for a long, long time and then releases it and shows it. And 
Star Citizen is always moving little by little, right? And I have felt more, I felt more connected quickly with the people of CIG than I ever did with the people of Frontier. And I still work and talk with both of those, you know, people out there, uh, but I didn't have to fight tooth and nail. Let's say, let's, let's put it that way. It felt okay. more welcoming. And for me as a creator who is uh, trying to turn this part-time thing into a full-time gig here, that's, that's good, you know? I, I find that to be a, a benefit. Okay. So, so you're, you're the, the like approach to community as a whole is, is one of the things you're saying is like, it just seemed easier. Like okay. I've got a, I think I have a good communication situation now, mm-hmm. but I had to fight a lot for, for, for the uh, elite connection where the star citizen connection seemed more organic, kind of like that friend that you just meet at a bar and you're like, Oh, Hey, are we friends now? As opposed to the yep. person who was backstage and you had to like convince a bunch of bouncers to let you through the door and then mm-hmm. like bribe the sound man to like get to shake hands with them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out to Zylo. He's a fantastic uh, community manager. Oh yeah. And totally. if anyone, anyone who wants to make content with Star Citizen, Zylo's incredibly, incredibly approachable. You just, you can message him on any way, shape or form. He has an email you can contact. He will get back to you within 48 hours. Um, Strong him, agree. Him and all of the the community team are pretty pretty great. I'm also quite biased because Jake is a friend of mine who's now on the the community team. So, um, but yeah, same thing. And they they love the game, but they like video games too. Um, some Zylos jumped on New World when we were playing it earlier uh, yesterday, and uh, um, was was running around with with people trying to uh, trying to trying to enjoy the game as much as anybody else. So, um, Zylo on Twitter now. Hmm. Yes, interesting info. He's oh, yeah. very he's very easy to contact. If you want to get, you know, just talk with him, ask him questions, he'll be pr- pretty much open and honest. Sometimes he's a little over honest about <laughs> he'll tell it's like, Zyla, are you supposed to tell me this? Is this is this allowed? Am I am I allowed to hear this right now? Um But uh yeah, he's he's really, really approachable. Um and uh, uh Katie, your experiences like the what are your, your thoughts on like the different approaches approaches and or just gameplay styles of Elite and Star Citizen? So, having spent a significant amount of time making content for Elite Dangerous, dealing with Frontier's policy towards um, releasing information, towards their approach to releasing content, um, I, w- I would second what 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 McCulloch went said that they they get the minimum viable product out the door. But the the thing about that is they don't revisit it again. They release it as a minute like multi crew. Um, was, was was released as like absolute minimum. You can be a you can be a gunner in a really kind of really really um, non immersive kind of third person view of the ship, or you can be a, a, a pilot in one of the um, um, ship launch fighters. There's no other functionality there. There was always there was going to be like navigators and engineers and all sorts of other things they wanted to do with it. They've never revisited it, and so much of the elite content that gets released for the game is put out as a minimum viable thing and then forgotten about it's never never revisited by frontier um the other thing that's really different about the uh what i what 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 comes across to me about um cig as opposed to frontier is they're very very open with their communication with their plans with showing what they're working on you don't get a lot of that with frontier it's very closed doors um i i also feel like 
the gameplay of Elite is extremely grindy. They've they've introduced specific economies of things that you can't purchase. Um, you can only trade. You can collect them, um, and you can trade them at a really unfavorable rate if you need different materials um, to engineer things. Whereas I would imagine that there is an element of grind in Star Citizen, but it's all credits, which makes a kind of sense. You know, makes a logical kind of sense. Um, so yeah, the, the the open communication is a big one because I've I've watched some of the dev streams from CIG now, and my God, like coming from Frontiers streams, the community streams and things, uh, it's it's night and day the difference in information that you're given. Uh, I I will I will say, knowing FDev, I because I've known a couple people from FDev from some of the early community managers at FDev when Really Dangerous for originally launched. And uh, knowing the people at, at CIG, FDev feels more like a traditional game company where, like, the, the rank and file will never interact with the community. Um, probably because they can't, because it's, like, uh, the intentional brick wall of, like, we don't want... We want to separate these two so that they don't accidentally leak stuff. But also, I think... Um, I, I think that CIG harnesses that a little bit because most of CIG's developers are also backers. A lot of them came from the backer community. So, yeah. so and, and it shows in a lot of that stuff. It's like, they want to tell you. They're like, if you go to, an, <laughs> if you go to a physical event with where, where, they, where they are, like, you know, you get a beer or a drink in them and like, like they will talk about any details you want to know, all of the work that they put into it. Um, not necessarily secrets, but like they will, they will be very up open and honest because they're like, oh, we, we made this. We want you to see this. This is something cool I made. I want you to see this because I spent 14 hours a day smashing my head against a wall trying to get it to work. And now I got it to work. And I'm going to sit up here and say, praise me. I have finished this, this, this cool thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Amazing. So, um, all right. So uh, I'm trying to think. So that was going to be my next question is like the, the fundamental approach between FDev and CIG, and I think you all just kind of latched onto that. Um, so would you all agree that, like, the biggest differences in your experience between Star Citizen and Elite Dangerous comes to comes from its approach to development and from its, its approach to its, um, like, development community and its communications? Oh, yeah. That, from, oh, 100%. Okay. Um, yeah. Mechanic Man, you go. What was that? I was, I was just going to say, from, from that type of standpoint, I feel way back in the Kickstarter days, they were kind of open in the way that CIG is. And I feel that something happened, someone got their feelings hurt. Some, somebody got really, really burned. This is a horrible idea. Why are you doing this? I think it's terrible. Just comments on the Kickstarter. And after that, it was like they, got, they were turned into like this little hurt puppy. Somebody got their feelings hurt and they're like, well, we're never going to tell them what we're thinking of again because they're just going to poop all over it. And so I, ever since then, something changed and they just became this like lockdown company of not releasing any you know trying to keep it secret to build up the hype of the secret but the problem is when you keep something a secret everybody builds up their own hype and it can go absolutely out of control and then no matter how good it is they're going to be let down because their own internal expectations were so ridiculously high like with multi-crew like 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 katie was saying with multi-crew they, they didn't say anything other than you will be with other commanders in their ship. And I was thinking, well, they've got to give us something to do, right? This is going to be great. There's going to be little mini games. We can route power. Oh, this conduit broke. We're going to have to go into the panel and reroute power around. I was thinking of all kinds of crazy things. And then it comes out. I can sit 
and control a turret. Okay, that, that's great. And I mean, if they had told us from the beginning and said, at the moment, you're going to just be able to sit and join your commanders in the, in the adventure, control the turrets with them, maybe some other things could be coming out later on, they would have set our expectation and maybe we would be saying, hey, this is pretty good for what they said it was going to be. But by not saying anything and letting the hype go out of control in everyone's minds, you can't make everyone happy. And it kind of just, it, it goes into that Duke Nukem Forever thing is you just can never meet the hype that was expected. Okay. Uh, Ender, is your, your thoughts, like the, the fundamental differences between FDEB and CIG's development kind of style? Sure. I mean, we're, we've already said it, so I'll just say it again. Um, one of the things that I really love about Star Citizen is how they roll out information about the current game and about the future of the game. They do not only an amazing job sharing that information via text on their website, but through wonderfully produced content that comes out typically every week in the form of Star Citizen Live on Fridays and Inside Star Citizen on Thursdays. The first time I watched an Inside Star Citizen was actually a viewer. It was back in September. I was playing Star Citizen, like one of my first streams. By the way, your first dreams for that game are nothing but just constantly dying and being confused yeah. oh, and yeah. then being amazed. So it's like it's like the line between like, oh my God, I'm dead so often, but this is beautiful. Oh, I'm dead again. But man, that looked good, didn't it? All right. So like, never is mind. That, but, is that all of your experiences with Star Citizen early on? Is just like, this is great, but I'm dying a lot. That's, that's kind of exactly what I did. I, for me, it's just running around. I, I still do that thing in Elite where I play the game less and less now and I, pl I play it more and more for finding content. So I'm like not playing the game, not playing the missions. I'm like, I'll take this mission to go to this place to look around and see what kind of cool scenery there is that I can use and turn into content. And I'm kind of doing that already in Star Citizen. I'm like, oh, look at this. I'm in my starting little apartment. The drawers open up. I can do all kinds of stuff, putting things away. So it's more of setting up content gameplays. It's not really gameplay. So I haven't died that much yet, but just wandering when around, say, when I say got myself death, killed death, on steps. Yeah. I also just mean like bugs that maybe yes. yeah, yeah. could kill you or freeze you or whatever. Exactly. But I, I think the point is I was in that zone of being amazed, but also dealing with the hardships. And a viewer was like, have you seen Inside Star Citizen this week? And I was like, what's that? And we watched it on stream and I'm pretty sure my jaw was like <laughs> gaping uh, like open because I was blown away at how candid they seemed, how beautifully well produced this show was and how much information was in there. And I was like, wait a minute, this happens every week? And they're like, oh yeah, tomorrow there's an hour long show where they talk more about it. And I was like, wow, okay. The content team at CIG is incredible. And then I started going into the into the loophole of like how they monetize their brand and help people buy things related to the game. You know how many Etsy people I've almost bought full 3D printed Elite Dangerous ship sets and stuff from because there's nothing in the official market mm -hmm. for that game? Many. You can go on CIG's website right now and buy like a badass coat and hats and Even sheets. Models. Models. Model kits yeah. of the entire ship. Those are new you know? model kits. Now, I'm mm -hmm. not saying your company has to have that stuff to help foster, like, a feeling of, like, pride from your audience, but I like that. I'm just 
I, I just want to put that out there. That's a key difference in the companies. One okay. is willing to like give a lot of information and find cool ways to have their viewers and gamers like show that pride in the real world. Like I could go downtown with a mask on because, yeah, but I might say, if I see somebody with a hat or like a shirt or a pin, I could be like, oh, you know, that mm -hmm. would never happen with elite. Um, fun, fun fact with Star Citizen, um, the joke about socks being a thing, uh, which is a, a technology called server-side uh, of object container streaming, which allows for, it It basically allows for, for the streaming in, for those of you who don't know, it allows for streaming in, streaming out of data um, on the server side of things so the server can stream out information rather than, you know, uh, so it doesn't have to be stored in the server. It's very technical, but the the joke that it was it was it was called socks S O C S um, became so prevalent that when they actually when the tech actually came into the game, CIG released socks socks. Oh it's actually God. a pair of socks that <laughs> have the code for S O S S S O C S parts of the code of the S O C S on them. Oh, that's fantastic! I want those now. Yeah, <laughs> they're available on the website. I think they still sell them. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome yeah so it, it's it that's that's the kind of like level that they're willing to go they're willing to put their memes in onto onto uh um, you know t-shirts and and, and and that shows a level of vulnerability and mm -hmm. also playfulness that i for one really respect and like all right. Uh, Katie, I've been I've been telling I've been telling Frontier to get in contact with the Tamiya company, the model company, for years now, and I've, I I just found out just now that you guys have model kits. That's incredible. Uh, yeah, actually, the fun story about the model kit. Um, it's by a, a couple in the UK, um, who and maybe they may be Scotland, Scotland. I can't remember. Well, UK is still. Anyways, uh, <laughs> a, a couple in the UK who um, who are fans, and they they started making. Um, stuff for events and CIG liked them so much they hired them again, as fans like kind of a cosplay stuff almost and they liked them so much that they hired them to do full scale replicas of ships and miniature That's models so cool. of ships wow. they have there's a full scale model of the dragonfly that they had at the 2018 citizen con that they made wow oh my um, god yeah which which you could jump on and and uh, uh, and like take a picture with but if you like twisted the handle you hit you hit buttons it would make noises what cig did with them is they built they coded a version of the game with just the, the dragonfly in it with a, just a flat a flat landscape that was always moving that was uh so it couldn't hit anything and so every time That's you so pushed cool. a button in the um on the thing it would actually activate in the game so the the sound effects and all the stuff was was the in-game sound effects because it was actually running a, a version of the game to allow it to Whoa. do that That's um, awesome so they currently because because of all that kind of stuff they eventually were able to get the license to make full model kits so they they, they make them in the uk uh you can buy them and they'll you can you can assemble them they have little props that comes with it it's uh and they have they have a couple different models of ships they don't have all the ships but they want to do all the ships so uh, yeah it's 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 very cool. That's the story. I know I know um, uh, Jr. and Cal's the the two, uh, but it's called JRDF. I think they actually have a link to them on their on CIG's website on the RSI. They do I don't now. Remember? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's there. It's on my it's wish there. list. So uh, I I I treated myself <laughs> at the end of the last year and bought myself a freelancer model from them. So nice. Uh, but uh, Katie, your 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 thoughts? Fundamental differences in terms of the approach of of CIG and FDev in terms of their game development. 
in that review. Um, I'm not. I, I wouldn't say I'm like super. Um, I don't have the experience level in Star Citizen yet to give a. I mean, the, I can give my initial impressions of it, but they, even that is a little bit skewed because um, viewers of my of my channel were were very very generous with sending me credits, which. Um, mm -hmm. isn't a thing you can do in Elite. Like you can't, you know, you can't transfer credits between players. Well, not not easily anyway. Um, I do feel like CAG have more respect for their players' time in, in terms of making the, the all aspects of the experience enjoyable and immersive. And like even 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 weird moments, like if you're you've got a crime stat and you're trying to clear that and you've been hunted by other players and stuff, it's like it's it's quite a kind of it's an imposition, but it's so fun because because all of those elements come together in a way that makes it its own adventure you know um i i went to um i, I went on a mining trip with someone i had someone who's more experienced with the game taking out to the iron halo mining and when we returned seeing things like the uh the refinery and the level of work that has gone into that to make it its own unique setting um remarkable um i feel like that that with frontiers approach to these things which is which is very much um as we've already oh, as we already said it's more of a kind of minimum viable thing that that would just be a menu you just dock in the station open up a menu and that would be what what you get so um yeah i feel like i feel like cog have a little bit more respect for player time and um they, they take more care in crafting the the world that players are spending their time in okay um I'm going to take a different approach in my, my own kind of estimation. For those of you who don't know, I think I, I may have mentioned this. I don't remember if I did or not earlier in the broadcast and earlier in the, in the recording, which is uh, I'm a I'm a beta backer for Elite. I played Elite way back in the beta times and in, in the after times, and I stopped playing around engineers. And one of the things I realized over the years of, of watching FDev and watching CIG from a business perspective is that the difference in my mind is that CIG was designed, was built to make Star Citizen. FDev is a company. They have other products they have to sell. They did, um, I think, uh, was it uh, Coaster World or Planet Coaster? Jurassic Planet World. Coaster. Jurassic, yeah. They did Planet Coaster and Jurassic World, and they're making the second Jurassic World. And they're also making a, a, a revamp of an old 40K, Warhammer 40K strategy game that they're working on right now as well. So those are like... And they're a publisher for other games. <clears throat> yeah. So they've, they've got a bunch of other things they got to do with, and Elite Dangerous just happens to be one of their multiple product lines. Um, it's obviously more de near and dear to the hearts because I know that the FDev, the reason why they're called Frontier uh, develop, uh, Developments or Developers is uh, because the original game for Elite was called Frontier Elite, for those of you who don't know. Mm -hmm. But they, they dropped the Frontier and just said Elite. Uh, so th for those, that's the reason why the name is Frontier Developments. Uh, so that, that's an obvious hint, but I think that's the main focus in my, my experience is that FDev is worried about keeping the lights on. CIG is worried about making Star Citizen. Um, and they don't really Absolutely. have to worry about the money. So, because people <laughs> made $350 million, uh, plus, uh, you know, from crowdfunding. So, yeah, I feel like the, uh, like, so it, within the Elite Dangerous community, a lot of flack is um is given um, or rather CIG receive a lot of flag for their funding mm -hmm. model um but having I, th I think within my first like 30 minutes playing the game it all clicked into place why 
they did it that way because to really create the product that they're creating, it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of money. And funding the game the way they have allows them to pursue that vision without compromise. Where, as you just as you mentioned, like so, um, Frontier is a publicly traded company. They have shareholders. They have to, you know, make a return on investment for the shareholders. And so, there's a lot of speculation, for example, that the release of Odyssey was rushed to meet the end of their financial year where with CIG's funding model, they don't face those kind of, of pressures. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think they have the pressure from the fans and they, they definitely have internal roadmaps they want to hit, but they've, they have, uh, there was one year where CIG didn't release a, a quarter four patch. They released a quarter four PTU and then they, they made it open for everyone and said, we'll come back in the new year and fix it, which is like, not something you would see really in, in other games. Like they would, they would push it out and be like, we'll fix it patches later. Uh, and I think that's the major kind of difference is like FDev is a developer. They're a traditional game developer. They have, they have rules, they have restrictions they have to deal with. CIG is this new weird concept. It's more indie dev, but with AAA money. So it's an experiment almost. And, and I think that that leads to a lot of the differences in terms of uh, style approach. The, as you, you all said, the, the like, we got it done, it's done, we're moving on. Because like, I loved the power play stuff. I was like, yes, I'm a story guy. I like story. I'm like, I'm an alliance man. I love, uh, you know, I love the, the underdog versus the two big, big, big heavy hitters. Now we get to just see conflicts and wars and it's just number go up. It's like little numbers pop up and down on a, on a spreadsheet. Yeah. And just like, this is not visual. This is not immersive. This is just like a, a mobile phone game. Why am I, like, I want something to happen. You know, I want the empire and the Federation to go, to go blow to blow and have to see this line of systems on the, on the, the border with conflict zones and, and constantly being pulled out of, out of a frame shift and being scanned by military to make sure you're on the right side, all those sorts of things, you know? warning beacons that say, you know, you're entering a coastal's area, you know, those sorts of things. It's so, a great starting point, but yeah, it, it was considered the, the end of power play, you know, that this is what we released. So yeah, if, if yeah. they had been able to continue for a year and a half and flesh that out, Hey, that's great. But getting it out and then just being done with it is part of the trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, 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 I think was, was my experience with it. Was that it, I feel like elite was a lot of wasted potential. There's a lot of potential and then they just didn't fall through. And it does, it does, it does add into the, to the funding model. Like you were saying, they have the shareholders to meet. If you, if you were to suddenly buy out elite dangerous and throw the amount of money that CIG has at elite, you might be mm -hmm. seeing these same type of things. It's just exactly. they're hamstrung. Um, now we'll go for more technical aspects. Um, because there's, there's some people in, in, in chat ask good questions about how about like the, the actual physical feeling of, of the game. We'll start with Enterprise and we'll go with Katie and then we'll, we'll finish off with Mechanic Man. Enterprise, what, are you, what is the, like, the actual tactile difference between Star Citizen and Elite? What is, what is it the feel like in terms of the, the flight model, in terms of the gameplay? What is the differences that you've noticed? Uh, okay. So first of all, the feeling of being a human right now, the humanoid, there's no aliens, whatever, but being a person always is my favorite part about Star Citizen. I am not an SRV scarab. I am not a python. Like, I am a person who happens to be in one of those vehicles. So that's the first thing that strikes you about the game 
and helps pull at the immersion and draw you into all of it is that you have to get out of bed, go through whatever hab you're in, find, look at signs. Oh, I got, oh, how do I find the elevator? I feel like I'm in Manhattan. I feel like I'm downtown. I'm like, okay, what train am I, what train line am I on? Okay. And then like, find your way, call your ship, actually click the elevator, like actually click the right button. And if you click hangar four and your ship's on hangar five, well, guess what? Get back in the elevator and try again because <laughs> you're an adult and you, you click the wrong number. So then you walk onto your ship and you're in the ship and you take off. And if you want, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Turn around, open the back of the ship and just jump out and fall all the way <laughs> to your death because you can. Uh, so that is one of my favorite aspects of the entire game. Now, in terms of the feeling, there are actual weather systems and wind and a big difference between atmospheric flight and flight out in the black of space. Uh, in Elite, it usually feels like there are only two ways of flying, like you're in space or you're kind of near a planet. And like, that's really it. Maybe the gravity is different on different planets. But in Star Citizen, when you're trying to land, uh, let's, for example, New Babbage, it's windy, it's snowy. The snow and the wind are hitting your ship. They're clouding up the windshield. Storms. I hate storms. The storm, I've yeah. I've died so much to storms in Star Citizen. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see where you're going as well because the wind is all there. Uh, if you land, then like the wind is pushing on you. So you're walking and your dude's walking all slow or weird because of the wind hitting you. Uh, these are all positives, by the way. If you're, you have to, like, yeah, I yeah. love I, all of these aspects. When I say I, then, hate, I hate wind, oh. it's more like, uh, well, I mean, I mean more yeah. like, 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 I now, every time it's blowing and I know there's a storm there, I'm like, I can't, oh, I might have to land and walk through this. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I have to like physically prepare myself for like, all right, yeah. I gotta move slowly. I gotta, it's, it's a gameplay, you know, it's rather it's than just. It's a cool aspect of it. Um, I, I also want to point out that I really like that Star Citizen has a huge variety of ships that all handle in a variety of different ways. Okay. Some of them are better in atmosphere. Some are better in space. The Star Citizen ships have VTOL thrusters that spin to like help you control yourself on a planet surface or in space. Every time I'm in the Cuddy Black, I turn the external camera on so chat and me can watch those huge thrusters like twist because I just love, love watching that. Um, I like that Star Citizen ships are not defined by one overarching control problem. I'm going to say it right now. Every single ship in Elite Dangerous has the most garbage yaw system ever. And why? For a nonsensical lore-based reason. Like, yaw is super weak in every ship in Elite. And I still don't know why. In Star Citizen, some ships have a weak yaw, and some don't. Some spin full. And when you zoom in on the ships in Star Citizen, you see the little thrusters, like, firing off, so you know how they're moving. So. Okay. So. Again, it's the detail. It gets right back down to that specification of the ship. How many thrusters does it have? 
Is it meant to turn quickly or slowly? Like the first time you take off in the reclaimer and try to leave orbit, you are going to crash unless Chad is helping you. Okay? If, if, you're, if you're taking off on a planet with the reclaimer, it's like, I'll see you in an hour when you get rejoined. Yeah, like, you know? but it's cool. And that's a humongous ship, by the way. It's like a massive, think of it as a it's metal refinery. Yeah, it's yes. the Nostromo yeah. from Aliens is what it is. So It takes a long time to get off the planet's surface, and you have that feeling of heft, of, uh, of weight, you know? So there you go. I hope I answered that question for you. That's good. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's, it's solid. Uh, Katie, your, your thoughts on the tactile differences between I, Elite and Star Citizen? I prefer the flight model of Elite Dangerous. Okay. Um, Star Citizen, Elite Dangerous, uh, you just mentioned the yaw problem. So with flight assist on, which is how most people fly, the ship is actively fighting you to keep to keep it flying like a plane, essentially. Turn flight assist off, you can have a really, really hard time for a couple of months because unlike Star Citizen, there is no rotational stabilization as well as translational stabilization. But when you get good at that, it is like it is it's it's a difficult thing to there's there's no other game that compares to the flight model of Elite Dangerous in Flight Assist Off. Like Star System kind of gets over decoupled, but they, they don't give you the option to turn off rotational stabilization as well. Like the ship will auto-correct your rotation always. You can't turn that off. And as much as I love Star System, I do, and it, the flying feels good, and it's a different, the mechanics are different to Elite Dangerous. And the, the, the modeling of thrusters is certainly way more realistic, like so much more realistic. The, the, they've, they've, they've really, really struck gold in Elite Dangerous with that flight assist off flight model. It is a thing of, it is a work of art. On I foot agree. though, there's I love no. Off. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, on foot though, there is no comparison. Star Citizen, one, the on foot gameplay of Elite Dangerous is garbage. The, yeah. it's, it's arcade um, arena shooter type thing with massive time to kill, with weapons that feel. Yeah, I, I was a big, big armor player before I started playing Elite Dangerous. Um, mm. and That's total opposite, yeah. The, uh, yeah, well, the, the, the grounds combat of Star System reminds me so much of armor, and I cannot wait for, like, random encounters on the surface. Have, or have you, you can... did you, did you play um, the medical mods, uh, uh, Ace mod? Uh, with, yeah, with... yeah, totally. Um, totally. There's a lot of uh, Ace mod in the medical system coming up. It's, I am so excited for it. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, because I also know that there are multiple Bohemia devs who used to work at Star Citizen, including devs who worked on some of the mods for, 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 for Arm in the past. So, uh, yeah. So, you, you'll, you'll be very happy. I'll just say that. <laughs> for me, see, the, the big draw of Star Citizen, as Enterprise was saying, was, is that um, I, I, too, I too like the moments where you are your character. You know, you, you fly a ship, and the sh ship is a vehicle. But you've got that immersion of, I feel so much more connected to my ships in Star Citizen as a result of, I can walk around, I can look at the weapon racks, there's beds there, I can go into the cargo bay. And I, I find that the, the, the going on, you know, you know deboarding from your ship, going, going around the current surfaces, going exploring, doing some combat, it is so, so much the, more the experience that Odyssey was promising that didn't deliver, and um, Star Citizen is just—it's just there. It needs more content added, but I know that will come with time. But on a technical level, is one hundred percent there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mechanic Man, your your thoughts on the 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 like tactile differences? 
Yeah, to, to expand on what Katie was saying, yeah, Elite Dangerous was kind of, the entire game was designed and built around its flight model. They knew they had something good with the flight model, and they kind of built a game around that. So yeah, I do love Elite's flight model. I, I will admit, I'm so new, I haven't been in a ship yet in okay. Star Citizen, so I can't really, you know, I gotta talk about what I know, but I mean, that that's probably, if anything, that's what keeps Elite going, is that the fact it's fun to fly around and zip around and move around in those six degrees of freedom. And yes, you do slow down in space, which makes absolutely no sense, but they've admitted just, we the will break- Space drag. Yes, they've, they've even come out and said, we will break lore. It's purely for gameplay. It's for the flight model. It's because it's fun. And that that was one of their rare bits of honesty that I really appreciated as well when I when I heard them say that a couple of years back. And- I, I took it for what it was. I'm like, that's great. Okay, you've explained it away. I'm perfectly fine with it now. Yes, it doesn't make any sense at all in the story, but you've explained it and I like it because it's so fun. And that's kind of what's keeping them afloat right now. But from a technical standpoint, um, Paul, what you were saying about um, like power play, you've got mm -hmm. all these incredible simulations going on server side in the background. They're, they're calculating you know, all the different factions and how they play against each other and the, the number of citizens in that system versus the number of citizens in the other, which can start different kind of social unrest and things like that. And that's all going on in the background. And we have absolutely no gameplay tied to it. Uh, Stellar Forge, the creating, they, they consider the gravity of the planets and how they form to determine the, the terrain and how it looks and how it feels and how it interacts with other things. And there's there's no gameplay associated with it. We have it, this is a developer's game without any gameplay developers associated with it. The the physical the actual coding of Elite is is top notch. It's 100% great. You never see crashes. You never see issues like that. Even back in the alpha, you never saw any technical issues at all. It's all on the side of management and gameplay creation. The people who decide what you're going to do with those assets. And I think that's where they're struggling a little bit. Um, okay. And I don't see that with, with, with Star Citizen so far because they have, like we were talking about, they have that freedom, they have the monetary freedom, they have the managerial freedom to do pretty much anything they want to do. And that's what the great benefit I think, I think is of it. Um, I'll, I'll put in my two cents. It's been a while since I played Elite, so there may have been some changes. Um, one of the big, big tactile things is that Star Citizen doesn't, or at least trying to not feel like a grind. One of the reasons why I stopped playing Elite yes. was I, I played for the, uh, when, I, when Engineers came out, was someone told me it's going to take me 60 hours to get one one part of my yeah. engineering. And I was like, all right, all right, cool. I'm going to find another game then. That's, that's fine. Because <laughs> uh, I don't want to spend 170 hours for, for a part that makes me viable in game. I, I think that goes back to what they were talking about before, what I was talking about before in, in that, they work with what they have for their missions and gameplay. I think they have to be grindy because they're working with what they have. They're like, well, how are we going to create gameplay with what we have? Uh, we've got this little bit of an activity, so let's just do it 50 times because there's nothing else we can physically do with what we're given. And I yeah. think that's another part of their problem. Um, uh, and, and another thing that the kind of, that's, and this is more of a tactile thing in terms of gameplay, but also in terms of things that I like about CIG that I don't like about Elite, but I also have some things about it like, like about Elite that I, don't, that, that I think CIG could learn from. Um, the number one is that that Elite doesn't do well, but C but uh, Star Citizen does. Is uh, there is no single player mode? Solo play, totally, yeah, kills mm. Elite in my opinion. You're an online game. Yeah. Yes, totally. they're going they're going to be meanies in the universe, but it's a universe, and a universe is the size of Elite. You, you can just go over to the other side of the universe, and you'd be fine. 
Uh, you don't you don't have to deal with the meanies. But when you don't have... forget, Elite Elite was designed from the start as a single player game. Believe it or not, which is a ridiculous. Yeah. I think the Kickstarter yeah. added it as a stretch goal. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think that's that's well. one of the disadvantages is is that. It was it was designed. It was it was never really truly designed as an MMO, and yeah. I I feel like that's it's being played as an MMO, and it's been marketed a lot of a lot as an MMO. So like I think that's that, and 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 even if like after it was just like this, we wanted to be an online game. We don't care about it being an MMO. Um, I would still say that like that's the disadvantage for me is that it doesn't feel yeah. like you're playing with other people. And while Star Citizen is still tiny uh, in, uh, in comparison to other MMOs, you can see the, the bones of this bigger yeah. universe that they're building. And uh, the one thing that I will say is that, that CIG could do better is, oh my God, does Elite nail radio chatter. Just the amount of NPC radio chatter all the time, <laughs> everywhere. Uh, it makes me feel like I'm in. Uh, I'm asking, requesting permission to, to to land, and you're hearing these things. Like the CG does a little bit of this, but like there is a lot more depth in 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 Elite in the, with that. Just those little little touches that CIG hasn't hasn't implemented yet. I don't think they won't implement, but that's one of those things where like like FDev knows how to make space a space game feel good in the space aspect. I think they fall on their face with, with many of the other kind of aspects, like um, touring, for instance, trans passenger transports. Sounds like a great idea. It's just flying to a location and then the dude saying, all right, I'm good, I'm good. There's no, it's-, it's <laughs> And then it's, demanding you stop for fish. Yes. <laughs> like, it would be interesting if, you know, there was some sort of um, chance of being attacked or, uh, you know, if, if there was, if it was like, it, it feels more like a paint by numbers style um, approach rather than a, this is an actual thing, you know, like this is, this is rich billionaires will pay, you know, l random commanders to, to, to float around the universe. Um, it, it, it doesn't feel like part of the game, like part of the universe. It feels like, uh, it feels like a game mechanic. I, th and that's I think that's because of the way that they added it in. They did not take that extra yeah. time that CIG is doing to add in those base support things to make it viable. And so they can't expand on it because they're physically limited by the code base, I think. Because, you know, okay, we want to be attacked once in a while, you know, during our passenger mission. Well, we don't have the code for that because it's not built out for that. And so that's where they run into the... That, I don't know, it's not technical debt, but they run into yeah. the technical debt of not being able to do that because they didn't design it from the start that way. It's tech uh, debt. Paul, it's classic uh, tech, tech debt. Tech debt in terms yeah. of so, of Paul, can we go back to what you said about Elite not being a real MMO, yet being kind of marketed as one, mm -hmm. and how Star Citizen is going to be an MMO, and we have parts of that now? And also about, I want to go back to that for okay. a second. Um, specifically when you were talking about um, the solo mode or yeah. as because in elite there are three game modes solo mode you're alone you and the computer open you and everybody and then private group which is you and only the people you've invited to be a part of your group now on the surface level when I saw those things in the game years ago I was like well I only want to play in the one that's got everybody mm. I want I want to I want to be that scared baby commander 
who maybe will meet someone friendly or maybe not. Like I wanted that. But then as I got more and more into the game and started building my community and trying to do these larger events, I had to start using all these loopholes in the game code to make it possible. For instance, I hosted a mining party every single Wednesday for a full year. We made it 52 weeks of this Wednesday night community mining party. Because of the peer-to-peer -peer system in Elite Dangerous, the only way to reliably get upwards of 30 people in your group is to do it in the private group. Because if you're in open, anytime a new person jumps into that system that you're in, it could randomly boop, kick out one of your players. So we would spend 30 minutes getting all the players into the same instance, painstakingly inviting each commander in. Mm -hmm. But then if someone new wanted to troll us or just someone new wanted to join us, them entering that system would plop, kick a few people. Yeah. So it wasn't worth it. So we basically 50, how, how many was it? The very first midweek grind was in private group. We did 50 in a row of private group, super successful. And then we had Exegius on the channel in Odyssey to try and open to see if it was any better. Spoiler alert, it was not any better. <laughs> and then we went back to private for the very last one. So I like that in Star Citizen, if you want to play the game with people, you just send friend requests out on the main screen and you see all their names. And then once you see all the names, you go play game. And then you and your upwards of 49 other friends are in the game with you right away. And that as a broadcaster and community org manager is phenomenal. I love it so much. And I can't wait until our community grows large enough that we have server size level groups that queue up. Awesome. Um, so, go ahead, Kitty. Um, like like um, Enterprise, I, I run uh, a Thargoid hunting group that hold these big events every weekend. And um, instancing of it is, is so difficult to get around. Mm -hmm. As you said, like not just with the with the, the system, the the the, peer, the instancing in the system, but getting people into the same instance, we often have to do a, a technique we call anchoring, where you get people in, then drop the wing, create a new wing, get people yes. in, drop the wing. It is it, the 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 way that Star Citizen does it. Where you'll even get your own server. You know, it'll just start up a new server if you've got enough people. Amazing! It makes things so so much easier. Yeah. And if it's having a centralized server again, another problem with cost is that they couldn't afford the centralized servers and had to go to peer to peer. So yeah, again, if we had seen more funding, could we have had the cool stuff? Yeah, but now we're limited by the dollars. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I try to think of that. I think that's it. I think this is the this is uh, the it for our, the the kind of the discussion side. We're going to move on and over to the to the questions and answers side. So I do want to thank um, Kate and Ender and Mechanic for coming on. I do also want to make a, make a little thing at the end. Mechanic, you've already impacted Star Citizen. You didn't even know it. Um, I'm, that's awesome. What did I yes. break? <laughs> so um, one of the devs was in chat um, who asked, like, hey, is, is that the Mechanic man who does, like, the, the mechanic the role plays, the mechanic stuff in, in Elite uh, with VR? Yes. And I'm like, yes. And he's like... He, I use his videos to pr to promote for more third for like more um, uh, look around to, to to actually kind of develop for more look around for the the, the FOIP system the built in FOIP system. Wow! So 
that system exists partially because of you. So just that's incredible. That's 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 and I think that illustrates a little bit about how CIG approaches its community. Yeah, they will 100 percent take good ideas from the community. Prison, deal anything, please. Yeah, (laughs) there's a reason why so many content creators are like like make videos and details. Um, There's a great um, PVP content creator, uh, Virgil, who does um, this kind of in depth look at all of the meta of all the weapons and the ship balances and brings in creators from all different sides of the the community, all PVP, but like different like aspects of it. Uh, you know, some competitive players, some players who who stream that kind of thing, and they discuss the meta and they break it down in detail and then um, put it on YouTube. And and the devs actually watch that and and kind of use that kind of as, as not necessarily like as this is exactly what we're going to do, but kind of analyze it and based off, based off of their own development ideas. So uh, that's incredible. I, if you're still there, um, if, if we could use a Vive controller to control our head look and have no limitations with, um, collisions or anything like that and have free movement kilometers out any direction i would be able to 100 percent create mechanic man videos in star citizen so if you're out there free look any direction no collision <laughs> hey i'm sad you, you hear him cig listen write it down all right uh <laughs> but thank you thank you all uh, oh and i was also going to say another thing katie when you're feeling more comfortable with 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 the game and you're feeling ready up for it uh I've, a friend of mine named detox does group ops in star citizen which is the Arma experience with Star Citizen. So if you're looking for something like that, yeah, I think he's it's, uh, the same time zone as you or similar time zone to you. He does he does lots of like weekend group ops with friends. If you want that Arma experience in Star Citizen, he'd be a good person to reach out to. So, I'll, I'll Totally. I'll, I'll look into that. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I can imagine the uh, the potential for like Milsim type experiences within Star Citizen with the, the, the level of freedom you have and the, the, the assets available could be absolutely incredible. Oh yeah, uh, and you've heard of theaters of war, right? Someone was yeah, someone someone recently mentioned it to me, um, and it sounds like my kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, uh, let's. That, that's I think that's it for for now. Thank you again for for it. make sure you follow all these wonderful creators on their 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 content, which is uh, for those of you on Twitch, right there. Um, and if uh, you are watching this on YouTube, because this will be on YouTube, at uh, we'll be. Shortly after this, we'll do a, a question and answer, and then you can, you know, I split them into two separate videos because some people don't like watching three-hour videos or two-hour videos. So separate videos for, for the all who want to consume it. For those of you watching on Twitch, stick around after I do this end screen, and then we'll move, roll right in. So thank you guys again, and like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black. And now I'm on the end screen, even though you all just see the preview. <laughs>